1515 that probably presents the wrestling roundtables the raw the bad the ugly the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like didn't like and we'll just flat out horrendous it is your favorite tag team partners me start the pearl it's miller wrestlemania weekend it was a night one that was a night two i think there was a hall of fame somewhere in there uh before that um it's a lot of there was a lot of wrestling going on because we had a night one night two of nxt um obviously we had aew um then we still had a a raw and a smackdown mm-hmm. although i didn't watch smackdown smackdown was more of a hype show there wasn't a lot to it other than the andre the giant battle royal mm-hmm. other than that you're not missing much it was a build it was a yeah, build yeah, to yeah, everything yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which, that's the reason why I didn't even try to go back and be like, I'm going to watch this. Nah. Didn't feel like it was really worth it. Nah. Yep. Hold on real quick. I got um, to call one of my kids to actually bring me a bottle of water before I get these hiccups. Um, JR. Appreciate you, brother. Anyway. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and... Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm a little parched. Let me go ahead and take one of these down. And while I'm sitting here drinking this water, uh, do you have a match to watch for, sir? I do. I'm going to pick a match to watch for from the, the weekend overall. And my match to watch for over the weekend, uh, I'm going to say, and I'm pretty sure everybody watched it, but Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. If you haven't watched that from WrestleMania weekend, I don't know why you haven't, but it's definitely a match to watch for. Um, it's a, what? It's a it, it's a five star match. No, 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 I wasn't. My bad. Um, signals got quashed. Uh, I said squash. Cross. I was trying to tell this motherfucker not to hit the table. Oh, I was like, what happened? What did I do? Don't pick that match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the match also and also it was produced by T.J. Wilson, who has been hands on with the women uh, division, and his matches are always so good. I feel like when he's involved in producing them, it's always good because it brings out the strength. In both wrestlers, but also tells a great story. And that was what I was going to say about the Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks match. Is that the story behind it, even the build, I thought, made a lot of sense. And the story in the match was dope. Even as me and Stur were talking to each other online, um, I was, he was like, man, I need that whip to happen. I need that whip to happen, but it won't happen because she's a heel. And when they did it, it made perfect sense. And it was executed well. Just That match to me, just, man. I just Man. Man. I just knew the whip was going to happen because the hair was so much of a story. Right. And we kept saying that, right? We kept saying the tug of war over the hair. And then Sasha using it against Bianca was so dope, too. Yeah. Um, Because it it, it made it so... It was that's what kind of built it to wait. So is Bianca going to end up doing something? So, yeah, the story behind the match, definitely got to go see that if you haven't seen it. Because it allowed her... To use her hair without being heelish. Yeah, and that's what it did. I think that was a that was a, it was a smart way to play it. Yeah, yeah, I like. Well that. played, well played, well played. All right, news and rumors, sir. Um, let's talk about first off, um, Andrade. Put your bitch in the click, you claim. Oh, wow. Yeah, he went hard with it. Uh, Andrade. <laughs> That's how you started off. <laughs> yeah, I did. I set you up for that. Yeah, you did. Uh, Andrade, he's uh, t- 
teased that he signed with somebody. Then today he posted something that said, a tweet that said, I'm back and it's time to remember uh, who I was and travel the world to achieve my goals. So that's made people wonder if his deal isn't so much exclusive as it is, he's going to be going to different promotions, working which to me is the smart route to go get that check, man. But I could definitely see him showing back up in CMWL. Um, maybe he could show up in AAA if he wanted to. He can definitely welcome in New Japan. Maybe he'll kick ready made start uh, Lucha Underground, which I hope he doesn't go there. But whatever. You never know what they're offering to do there, though. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it looks like he's gonna be. I know he he did trademark some of his identities, but it looks like he's gonna go by La Sombra for the most part. Um, wow. Um, Bad Bunny has been getting a lot of praise from everybody. Um, whether they're in WWE or AEW, just for his hard work. Um, and it's said that this won't be his last appearance. He does have a tour coming up, but he's passionate about wrestling. As you can see, he takes it serious. He did a hell of a job. I mean, he did a... Shaq and Bad Bunny have set the bar for celebrities. And, and we can't forget Stephen Emil. Shout out Trini for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that because we saw him at All In and or All Out. Stephen Emil? Uh, Stephen Emil, whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. I was called The Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know but he... And he did a great job. So those three guys have kind of set the bar for celebrities. You can't come in on some BS, bro. Dave Arquette, too. I don't count. So the only reason I don't count Dave Arquette. No, no. If you're talking about Dave Arquette, WCW, that's the way. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. The reason I don't count him is because he said I'm wrestling. Like, he does it. Yeah, yeah. That's his job. Like, it's not. he's not a part-timer. Yeah, but he took it seriously and look what it became. True. Yeah, that's, that's a good-ass point. Yeah, good point. I just, that's why I didn't mention him in that. And I thought about it, but I was like, that dude wrestles. Like, that's what he wants to do. He's got a lot of money, but he wants to wrestle. So, I count him as a fucking wrestler. But that was one of the accolades that Randy Orton said. He said, Bad Bunny is a WWE superstar. And from his performance, I'm not going to lie, I was shitting on the match before it started. Much like I did to Shaq. Like, okay, this is a break. And, hey, I don't, hey, if I'm proven wrong, I'm proven wrong. I I was into it. I was like, this is. Yeah. Bad Bunny out here selling? He's yeah. holding the tag rope first of fucking ball. Okay, so right there, I'm like, this motherfucker real. Like, yeah, this yeah. dude gets it. That, I was yeah. already like, okay, cool. Holding the tag rope, he used it as part of the psychology when the hot tag I'm like, this dude is for real about this shit. And mm-hmm. that, hey, I can't do nothing but love that. So, kudos Bad Bunny. Definitely. And then, um, last but certainly... Certainly, certainly not least, Samoa Joe has been moved off of the Raw commentary team and reactivated as a wrestler. However, we don't know when, where he's going to show up, what the storyline is. Some people have said he may be the next challenger to Bobby Lashley, or they may use him on the SmackDown roster because they haven't put him on any roster officially yet um, as far as a wrestler. Or he could, I'd like to see a few with him and Roman Reigns because if you remember, they had a little bit of rapport when the whole head of the table thing was happening. And remember when Roman was like, you remember this. You know about this, Joe. And if you remember, they had kind of a mm-hmm. stare down and it just never went yeah, anywhere. Yeah. It was kind of that, like you said, planting seeds and yeah, shit. Yeah. So, what hey, if he challenges Karrion Cross too? Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's beastly stuff. But that's my news and rumors. Okay. So, let's get right into the meat of the... the meat of the cloth. Yeah. You're raw, sir. My Raw, um, I think I gave it away with my match to watch for, but it's, uh, it's Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, but more so, the Raw part for me is the historical factor. Not only is it two women in the main event, which has happened before, but it's two women in the main event. It's two African-American women in the main event. 
it's two African Americans in the main event. It's just a lot of history into that. But what was so awesome to me and something that my wife brought out, shout out my wife, is that for that moment that for the time that they were wrestling and you looked at the crowd, it wasn't two black wrestlers. It wasn't two black females. It, it was just Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Let me let you know how dope the story and was. And that's was that's exactly what I was about to say. Yes. That all that shit didn't matter. It mm-hmm. was just wrestling fans watching two dope ass wrestlers have a dope ass wrestling match. And the historical part matters. It does. Yeah. But the I think one of the beautiful things about it is that. Is that is it's one of the things we love about mm-hmm. wrestling. That stuff don't matter. It's our escape from all the BS out there. It didn't yeah. matter. It was just two dope ass wrestlers. And it's it's something that we discussed on this podcast before. It's like when we talked about remember when New Day first got put together? And there was this whole preachy, typical mm-hmm. African American preachers preaching, and it was we called it shucking and jive. Yep. And then it developed into something beautiful because now there are these dudes that love gaming and all this shit, like. Is not the what they would consider the norm. It wasn't it's, stereotypical. Yeah, it's, it's the world that me and you know. Yeah. But a lot of people outside of that don't realize. There's you know there's black nerds. There's, there's all kind. And you don't have anime, to be just yeah. a, a thug or just a hard dude who don't take no shit. Everybody's not gonna be bad news brown or Coco Beware. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool, like you said, to see that in between. Like we have other identities. Yeah. We have other characters, yo. And not and every I, black guy can beat your ass. <laughs> no, right. I should be one hundred. Cause when he gets it just seemed like that was the thing. Like oh, he's black, he's tough, and he didn't take no shit. It, we're not all like that. Yeah, so you don't yeah, have yeah. to always paint this corner. Yeah. Where it's like, you know what I'm saying? But I yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. get what you mean. I mean, it works for Bobby Lashley, but he's the MMA fighter. Right. So it makes sense. And that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. But just, Ced- Cedric Alexander is not that type of guy. He He's no. going to beat you with quickness and all that. And that's the diversity of it all. Yeah. And I think you talked about that before, too, is that... And it was I think we were giving WWE kudos, saying, like, there's a lot of diversity in the roster. Even from WrestleMania. Yeah. When you think about it, like, damn, there's a lot, like... How many... Big E versus Apollo Crews. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Yeah. A lot of representation, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean... What, what was your Raw, sir? Well, I mean, you kind of took my Raw. Hot tag? Yeah. It, no, I don't want to do that because we discussed it already. Okay. And um, and we discussing it right now. So I don't want to make that my Raw, so I'm going to just go to the Raw by default. And that is the Universal Championship match mm. with mm-hmm. Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. Look, the story that was told in this match was nothing short of amazing. Um, Roman going over shocked me. But I said the way WWE actually booked this and wrote this story, man, any one any one of these guys could have won. And I don't think anybody would have been disappointed. Because the story can go in so many other directions. Mm-hmm. Now you can still get Roman versus Edge 
all over again in an actual one-on-one match because Daniel Bryan um, interjected himself within this mm-hmm. and stuff and, and, and can look like he calls both of them the match because while Edge he wasn't was trying even to, supposed to beat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because while Edge trying to pin Daniel Bryan, that's when Roman comes in and pins them both pretty much, so to speak. Um, he walks out there looking strong. I thought Jimmy Uso was going to have a say in how he won this match. Um, but that didn't happen. And I'm fine with that. Um, I still think that we're going to get a Jimmy Uso um, at some point. You know what I would have liked to have seen, though, before Apollo had got the Intercontinental Championship is I would have liked to see main event Jay Uso hold that title. Mm. That would have made sense. Um, given the fact that this dude has been holding SmackDown down on the main event stage. He's gone out there and performed week after week after week after week for the better part of 2021. Main eventing SmackDown and putting a stamp on it. So I would have liked for him to have held that Intercontinental Championship belt um, before Big E, before uh, Apollo Crews. Mm -hmm. But I get it. There's a story going on there. You don't want all the titles to be tied up with uh, Roman and Jay Uso and, and right. what's going on over there. So, from that standpoint, I get it. But man, Jay Uso is just proven to just be like the right hand man. Like he's that guy that you you want. And for them to build that up, how yo Roman gave him that opportunity to fight him for the Universal Championship. Beat him down. Made him acknowledge him. He acknowledges him. And now we got main event Jey Uso. And that's all he's been doing. It's just been nothing short of amazing. Being interjected in this fight. Coming in at the right time. But not being. I like the way they wrote it. Where he interjected himself. But it wasn't too much. It wasn't a constant. Oh I'm interjecting. Right. Because he interjected himself, ended up getting hurt, got sent to the back. Then he came out right at the right time, interjected himself again, but wasn't just good, just enough to not cost Roman the match. And then he gets put out, and then now it's just the, the other three and everything. Um, I think they utilized him well within that match. Man, this match, it was just good. Yeah, it was, it was well match. put together. Yeah. I, I can like tell it. Edge and, and Daniel Bryan had a lot to do with how that match was produced, too. So that was good. Never can go wrong there. Yeah, yeah. Um, my bad. <laughs> I'm going to say my bad because I look at this as a personal opinion. Um, but my bad goes to um, the Fiend and Randy Orton. And the reason is... I get that they're trying to progress this storyline, but it goes back to what I've kind of harped on, I feel like, week after week, maybe, mm-hmm. is that it's it's kind of like what we talked about where there's, like, no real payoff. And the reason why people were so in an uproar is because they... It's cool to be innovative, right? And do different stuff. 
but sometimes you could be like too far left and just do way too much. And it goes back to kind of like what we talked about where you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just roll with how it should have gone. I think we all said like, okay, Bray should pick up the win here and that kind of, you know, and then you go from there with whatever you want to do. And then Randy Orton get like, I just don't get this. I don't get what they're trying to do. I don't get it. My bad. But I don't get it. It's like one of those things where who's writing this? What, what was your what's your end game? What's your goal? Where are you going? And then we come to Monday, and there's a a fire fun, the funhouse, and now Alexa's trying to destroy Bray the Fiend and Bray's back and what the fuck? And I'm like, what are we doing? So what was the point in all this? And she was dripping in black blood. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Like for me, I'm like, we could have just had a match, bro. Could've just had him. You still owe us a match from the little sperms swimming on the screen. Or those were snakes. My bad. But yeah, you feel what I'm saying though? Like yeah. I just didn't get why we needed all that. Like, okay, she pops out and then she's bleeding from the head and then it's, it's a double turn. Like, what the fuck? Why? You know why the turn didn't make sense, and this is why. Um I'm gonna get into that. Okay. I'm gonna get into that after I do my bad though, because I don't want to. I don't want to do that yet. But I'm gonna get to why that was my bad. But my bad right now was the tag team turmoil match or whatever gauntlet match. Um, it was trash. Nothing short of it. And you got so many female wrestlers that are in NXT that aren't that bad. It could have came up. It, who should be honestly a lot of the female wrestlers that's technically in a quote unquote developmental should be on the main roster flip flop right yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah I agree <laughs> yo like seriously I mean Natalia does deserve to be on the main roster even though she annoys the shit out of me um Tamina mm-hmm. even though she can't stay healthy um so she really, I mean, honestly, Tamina still has yet to really show me what she can do in ring. So being in a tag team probably bet suits her, um, honestly, from injury in showing that she can at least do something in the ring. Um, Naomi. But Mandy Rose can go to NXT. Dana Brooke can go to NXT. Lana can go to NXT. Um, I get that they are supposed to be some attractive women, and so this is what Vince like. I mean, I feel like it's kind of weird because now you got three women that are on the main roster because what they're blonde. Vince was man mo. He just he liked them, he liked the blondes or whatever. Yeah, I mean. But do they deserve a spot? No. Ruby Riot does. I like what she brings to the table. See, the wrestlers that he actually has, he doesn't push. And although I would say Charlotte's promo was pretty damn good yesterday, I hate that they try to play it out as if this is the first time she's come to terms and accepted this. No, she's done that before. 
It wasn't the first time. She's cut similar promos. Um, and not only that. Oh, yeah. Lacey, Lacey Evans. Mm. Another one. Like, Vince kind of realized, like, damn, I do have an M.O. This is something that I do. I call these ones up. And yet, they cannot fucking wrestle. Or they can wrestle a little bit. They show some skill. You know what Mandy Rose offers? That pump knee strike. That's it. That's her move. That's her move. I mean, she does it well. She hits it. You know what Dana Brooke does? That moonsault. That's it. It's the only thing she does well. Lacey Evans is actually a better wrestler than both of those two. Okay. She really is. But you can tell... Here's my only thing about Lacey Evans. I will say... I think she respects the craft. And I think she wants to get better. Yeah, I agree with that. I will. She reminds me of Nikki Bella. That's what she reminds me of. Somebody who actually respects the craft and wants to get better. Because I didn't get that from Bree. We always thought Bree was the better wrestler. And then it turns out, no, she wasn't. She's actually pretty fucking trash. And she goes out. She's married to one of the best wrestlers in the world. In the world. So, how can you do that? And your sister is on this level and you're not on this level then. There's something there that just bothers me. Um, but you have an Ember Moon, a Shotzi, <laughs> a, a, um, Dakota, Kai, a Io Shirai, a Candice LeRae. I mean, yo, you talking about that? That women's division down in NXT is fucking stacked. And it's about to give it more stacked when they signed, um, I forget her name. It's a Japanese wrestler. Oh, Siri? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's good. Mm, she's really good. Really fucking good. And I'm just like, yo, look at what they doing down here. And this is what you got on the main roster. You could only ride the four horsewomen cartels for so long. They could only be running that division for so long. What NXT had gotten right is that we don't have to let Charlotte become a fucking 13-time champion. Mm-hmm. When she's only been on the main roster, what, seven, five years? She signed seven years ago. She's been on the main roster five years, I think. I believe. I could be wrong. Even if it was six. That's still way too many fucking championships. Way too many. When you got capable women on your roster 
who all can sit there and hold the title. You just do. You're that stacked. And if you don't want to sit there and have this stacked ass roster and spread the love, then let these people go. Why are you signing people and not doing anything with them? It's my problem with WWE. And so I say all of that to sit there and say, you have all of these women that you can create and make into tag teams. And I didn't even mention like Shayna, who's also dope, Nia, um, who obviously wasn't part of those tag team matches. Alexa Bliss is another one of those, you know, blonde, although she does paint her hair pink. Um, and she's dope, though. That's the one one blonde they actually got right. Um, <laughs> I say that, though. You have all these dope-ass wrestlers, and you're giving me bullshit for a tag match. Giving me straight bullshit. Like, this shit was so trash. And I felt like it all culminated to its ultimate trashness when Natalia actually could have just won the match and they said no Tamina you have your Wrestlemania moment and hit her with the splash and you get the pin no how about Tamina sets that up she just hits the splash and she gets her Wrestlemania moment why is it that she needed Natalia to actually do that shit that shouldn't have never happened and I'm like, yep, this is fucking trash. This is, wasn't good. It was like botchomania. They were sitting there trying to get every wrestler to get in there and get all their moves in. And look, guess what? That just didn't have to happen whatsoever. This could have been a pre-show match that they um, just later on. You two go against Nia and Shayna. That's all I had to do to me, you know. But anyway, now back to my ugly. I thought I didn't get to do mine. I know because I'm doing my first, so oh. then you can go ahead and do your ugly. So then people don't forget too much as to. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's quick, but okay. Yeah. The reason why the Alexa Bliss, Fiend, and Randy Orton thing was so ugly wasn't just the fact that Randy Orton won. It's the fact that if you're the one who had to bring the Fiend back, Then why even turn your back on them? Why not just not bring them back? If you figure it out that you actually hold all the power, how come you just didn't refuse? How come the storyline didn't go there? I refuse to bring them back. You know, that could have explained a lot as to why it took so long for you to actually bring him back. Mm -hmm. It's because you refused to. Because you started to realize that I don't need him. I actually hold all the power. It could have made so much sense than what they actually tried to make 
it makes sense or whatever. But I'm like, what's the point of bringing somebody back that you're just going to turn your back on? Mm -hmm. Yo, I'm not going to bring you. They didn't think that through. Yeah. I'm like... I'm not gonna sit there and bring you back if I don't fuck with you no more. Like, I really don't fuck with that motherfucker no more. So why even do that? And then he has to find his own way back. And then he could have came at you and said, "Dude," because now I think that's what pisses people off. Because now I'm about to be stuck in another fucking storyline that's probably gonna drag on for months. <laughs> Yeah. Where we could have instantly dead this shit. Where she just didn't want to bring him back. And he had to find his way back. And he dealt with her after he found his way back. That's what they could have done. But they didn't do that. And then now we got to be stuck. Another story that I'm just like, yo, I'm done with it. Yeah, it's just it's, it's going on too long. It's a wrap, yo. Like my, it's time to move on to something else for him. And I get it. Maybe you're just trying to keep him so occupied that because you know he's built up so strong that he has no other choice but to be built up for a championship. But he really doesn't. He can just keep going on, feuding with people, changing them as to who they are. And we would have been just fine with that. Look, at some point, Seth Rollins is going to be babyface again. At some point, Daniel Bryan can go back hill. At some point, Roman Reigns, well, no, he didn't really change Roman Reigns. Um, But whoever the case may be. It ain't like they have to be like that forever. It's not like we're going to sit there and when a fucking Daniel Bryan turns heel, we're just going to be like, oh, you know what? He was changed by the fiend. The only thing we'll sit there, oh, maybe it just don't last that long. His magic just don't last that long. <laughs> you turn him back heel. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, it's something else you can do. And now you lost us. You're losing more. You already lost us. There's some people that still holding out hope. And you're going to lose more. And so, I, I hope WWE gets this shit together. And and hurry up and end this damn story. End it. Your ugly story. Uh, my ugly short and sweet. I just... WWE has to be more aware of the climate. Like... You gotta know it was a bad idea to have Hulk Hogan as the host of WrestleMania. And that's why he got booed and you had to pump in, you know, happy noise every time he was out there. Like, you just have to understand that it's just not gonna work. So hopefully that was a uh, a sign that, yeah, just because it was a pandemic, motherfuckers did not forget. <laughs> Shit. Just because you were in Tampa. <laughs> right, just because you were in Tampa, motherfuckers did not forget. It is not that season out here. They are on people's ass. So, yeah, WWE, you gotta do better. Think about it before you do it, okay? And I feel bad for Titus because... He was just trying to do his job, man. He's like, fuck, I got to carry this now? Yeah. And um, because he should have never been put in that situation. But that... Because what the reason they didn't have Hulk by himself was the, their idea was put him with Titus and it'll make it all better. And it ain't happening, bro. And you <laughs> used him as the token black guy. Right. Let's call it what it is. Um, 
And a lot of times when we sit there and we talk about race issues and stuff, it's always, why do we have to be the ones to save this person? Because that shouldn't be the, that shouldn't have been the thing. And I wish Titus would have been like, nah, I'm not for that. Um, and I get it because we're talking about a job. You don't really do any in-ring. You're just more of an ambassador for WWE. And I feel like WWE, shame on you for putting him in that predicament. Because he should have never even been in that predicament. Mm-hmm. If you are going to have him host, you should have just had him host. You could have had anybody host with him. I mean, look, I agree with you. WWE, you got to recognize the climate that you in. You cannot put Hulk Hogan out there. Matter of fact, maybe you should have changed your mind about putting the NWO in the Hall of Fame. It sucks because he's a part of that. But nobody, man, look, nobody fucks with him. Period. Nobody. They just don't. Yeah. They just like, no. And what does Seth Rollins say? He's like, he's always been nice to me, but that doesn't mean he's a good person. And I think that was the best quote ever. Man, I think sometimes, and see, people don't realize that a lot of times. Dude, but look, now we're going to get into some real shit. Mm-hmm. Because isn't that the problem in the first place? Like when we talking about, because people are like, cancel culture this, cancel culture that. But that's why cancel culture exists. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes some people need to be canceled. You have to realize <laughs> that, look, I'll put it to you like this. Now, the Cosby Show is probably the, the best written sitcom of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make what Cos- Bill Cosby did wrong. I mean, it doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't make what he did like it wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it he was just wrong. made a good ass TV show. Yeah, he's a fucked up ass person though. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it is, and nobody's giving him a pass. Heathcliff Huxtable is not the same as fucking Bill Cosby. Bill right. Cosby's a racist, a rapist. Yeah, <laughs> Heathcliff Huxtable is a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. It's the Donald Trump thing, right? You have people out there, black people, that say, oh, he, but he treats me well. But he still ran on a racist agenda. Right. So he can't be racist because he treats me well. That doesn't, no, no. (laughs) Look, anybody can call it what they want. I don't care. How well you treat me? If your views are racist, your views are racist. Yep. Just be, look, and I think that's the problem. You can't sit there and think, you can't, I put it, you can't truly accept me until you change your views. That's just what that is. You accept me, 
but you don't fully, fully accept, accept me. me. You don't accept who I am. Yeah. Because if you did, then... You wouldn't have a problem with this guy or that guy. Yeah. Or you wouldn't have a problem with... Without them ever doing anything, just because I looked at him and he looks like... Or you wouldn't be sitting here defending these police officers... Bam. ...when they're sitting there shooting black men in the street. Dang. Dead. Yep. On video. Oh, but he shouldn't have been... No. There ain't no shouldn't have. Yo. Guilty doesn't mean die. <laughs> resistance no. resistance doesn't equal murder. <laughs> no. But I'm not doesn't. even going to go there. No. You know what? And that was a, that was a beautiful, beautiful um, thing that was posted that I was just like, yeah. And, that's, and, and this is what it says. It says, we live in a world where trained cops can panic and act on impulse. But untrained civilians must remain calm with a gun in their face. I think that sums it all up right there. Yo. More powerful words couldn't have been said. For real. That's just. That's right there. That's gospel. Yep. But anyway. WWE. Yeah. Not too bad. Just move on from the Hulkster. We don't give yeah. a fuck about we, him no you, more. You gave him his little nostalgia tour. Now let him go ahead and get a podcast. Don't, I don't know what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, don't ever put him on fucking yeah, You don't need to anymore. Yeah. He he had his tour. That's what I'm saying. Like, he had his time where he got his little shine. We mm-hmm. did it. It's cool. Let's go on to the next generation now. Put Stone Cold in them spots and yeah, yeah. other people. And let's come on. All right. I got to move on from this 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> he's stuck in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I don't have a near fall. I don't know if you have one. I don't But I do have something. Okay. That I would like WWE to do. That I would like to see. Because I came up with this sort of storyline. What I want to see is Roman Reigns dominate all the way to the next WrestleMania. To the point... Where he's been so dominant, whether that's with using the Usos, or he's just been that dominant, to the point where he has no challengers. And we he main events WrestleMania, but we don't know who the challenger is until that person music hits. And I want them to keep it a secret. You only tell Roman and that person that he's about to face. They the only ones that know. So then you kill any, because the story is already written. Roman been so dominant that they got to go out there and find him a challenger. And that challenger could be The Rock. It could be John Cena. It can be... Brock Lesnar, who's, you know what I mean, just like coming out like, fuck Paul, you just you, you traded on me, you yeah, mm-hmm. man, it can be any of those, where they are a real legitimate threat, to taking the universal title off of him, and maybe so much as to take the universal title off of him. That is what I want to see, where it's just. We don't know who it is, though. 
until that music hit for the pop. God damn it, bro. What's up with you? <laughs> I tipped the, I tipped the <laughs> mic. I'm sorry. Yo. I was trying to close the laptop. I didn't think it was going to bounce. Yo. I'm going to have to get this dude some foam. To just, like, because when he wants to beat on the table and shit, I'm like, yo, you got a phone, bro. <laughs> I just closed beat the laptop. That. I didn't know it was going to do that. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Man. But anyway, but that's what I want to see. I want to see Roman be so dominant all the way. Because I can, I can actually take the tribal chief for a whole nother year. I can actually take it. I don't know if Fox would go for that, but... That'd be a dope storyline. Oh, they would if they said, but we got John Cena coming back. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It would take somebody. The only thing I say to that is it takes somebody on that level that it would matter. Um, The only thing is it's hard to do because Vince is all about putting out who's going to face who to get the draw. He's all about the draw. So a surprise opponent. But I think that was. I know, but what I'm saying, I get what you're saying. That's all I'm trying to say is that I I don't know if Vince would be down only because he likes to have it in front and be like, this is what it's going to be. These are the two people. I want the biggest draw because he has an old school mentality. He doesn't think people want to wait or be surprised. He thinks you just, you know what it is and you pay for it. That's how he thinks. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But I, I think that's what would draw people to see. Like, the guessing. Is it going to be The Rock? Because if it's The Rock, the Rock, I think you'll only be disappointed somewhat. If it was Brock Lesnar. But you still wouldn't even be disappointed. If it's The Rock, if it's Brock, if it's John Cena, you won't even be disappointed. Because you're just like, holy shit. This is who they have this dude facing. And he's going to take the... But if you did Goldberg, then people would be pissed. I just think if I ever had a promotion, I'd never do those type of matches on pay-per-views. Because I feel like no matter what you do, you're never going to make people happy. And they're always... People complain about fucking Christian. So it's just like... But that's just me because I'm a pessimist. And I just think people yeah, just yeah, don't, yeah. don't... I think people would be excited if it was John Cena. Yeah. But that's what I mean. The payoff would have to be like, okay, I know this. Is, like, if, yeah, yeah. if a surprise opponent is CM Punk, you know everybody's yeah, going to yeah. go nuts. If it's CM so Punk. So if you have the payoff, yeah. then yes, you could do it. But if you don't have the payoff, and there's <laughs> only a few people... Especially... Oh! Yo, what if they did? What if they said that... Because CM Punk said it's going to take a bag. To bring yeah, he back. was talking about it not too long ago. He said that it. Now he's saying like it have to be something interesting that would make me be like okay. And so it would we'll take see. a bag. Can you imagine? Yo, because this is how you sell Peacock too, right? You never know what's going to end up happening because we all feel like Peacock is fucking trash. <laughs> And the only thing about Peacock that I'm really looking forward to is when Bel Air actually drops. That's it. Oh, yeah, that one. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to because the app is very trash, yo. There's nothing on there that I sit there and be like, I'm going to go watch Peacock. I just don't. I don't even bother with the app, yo. I only, this was really, I think I tried to watch Saved by the Bell. I watched one episode. And then never watched Peacock again. I think I went through it one more time to see if it was something. If there was anything there I, on there. Yeah, and I was like, mm, nope, can't do it, won't do it. And then WrestleMania. That was it. The zap is fucking trash. 
and it's the worst streaming service and the only good thing is it's five bucks and you get the WWE that's shit. pretty much what I got it for for pay-per-views yeah and that's it <laughs> it's a shame that I'd rather pay ten dollars for the WWE Network than to pay five dollars for the fucking Peacock <laughs> that's how trash Peacock is oh man it's so trash but this is how you can get people to buy into Peacock because now you didn't surprise them and not only did you surprise them you surprised them with the best in the world oh man that'll be poetic justice right there but anyway oh in the Paul Heyman effect that could be Paul turning on Roman that, I don't know. That'd just be too much, though. Because then he turned on Roman and CM Punk and Brock. That's just always. But always, he never always. turned on Brock. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, I get what. You, well, he no, no he didn't. I guess he kind of just wasn't there. Brock, so you're right. Brock never came back. Yeah, so remember, that's true. And what's the name brought him out of obscurity? That yeah. was the whole story. It because remember, he they sort of hinted towards like I really don't. We really don't like each other. Mm-hmm. I respect but your we family. Gotta, yeah. But you brought me back. Yeah, you're right. So him turning on Roman with CM Punk, that shit would be dope. That'd be a fucking dope-ass story, too. Oh, look at that. See what we just did there? <laughs> like, I swear, they feel, I feel like WWE got some drunks writing their shows and shit like no, that. No, it's just Vince, bro. It's nobody. <laughs> they write it, and then Vince goes, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So there's no point. Yeah. You're just but, writing to be right. And I give them blank papers. Yeah, yeah. Or just type QWERTY all this way. But right. He doesn't read this. Yeah. But anyway, see, I just wrote them a main event for WrestleMania next year. <laughs> and with that said, be sure to check out 1515 now for the content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Find us on uh, YouTube uh, Music, iTunes. Well, no, no. Apple Music and uh, Stitcher and any other podcast platform you choose to use. Uh, just type in 1515 now. You'll find podcasts such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slurring the Truth. Um, if you go and click on the Amazon banner, go support the site. We would greatly appreciate that. And with that said, it is me, Starter Pro. It's Miller. And we out.